Happy Tuesday! Hi everybody! It is, I do believe, the 22nd of January, 2019. That is true. It is. <laughs> and while it has been nice and chilly, it is suddenly not chilly today. Yeah. So, what is this, Fahrenheit 53 degrees? Yeah. That's that's First thing in the morning. That's not too bad. Especially after yesterday was bitter cold, bitter cold. Wind. Yeah. Yeah. was below one. Yeah. We were like trying to get in the car and it was causing us to fly. Well, and you know, I have Juby, the Jeep with the soft top, and I had a few moments. It reminded me of when we first set up the tent, when we were just trying to see, could we do a tent? And uh, it was set up and we're standing inside it and this wind storm came and it just was like, is this thing going to stay down? And of course it did. <laughs> I had that feeling. Oh. oh. Yeah, there's a there's sort of a... Keep your um, top on, Juby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, which is the opposite. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. Like, it's like, you know, you think about it, it's like a real cup of coffee when when it can be that way. But it was a blue sky. It was a beautiful yeah. day. So Yeah, it was glorious. It just was bitter wind cold. Yeah. Otterbaugh still has... Um, is still holding water. It's retaining water. Yes. I'm not sure what to do with that, but yeah, it's retaining water. Yeah, there's been a lot of rain too. So yeah, which it is the season for rain, so is that's so, a good thing. So we're not complaining. We're, we're very, not. We're in season. We're very excited about that. Yes. So much is happening here. Mm-hmm. We have started immersion. Yeah. And uh, we have a lovely eleven immersionots and one internaut, and we're cruising through. Week one right now. And, <laughs> on day two. <laughs> and Yeah, day two. Cru- you did your day, so you're it's cruising. cruising. We all still have a day. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it's cruising. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, um, and so that, that is a, a major focus right now. Of course, we're <clears throat> getting ready for winter tea, which is coming up mm-hmm. three weeks from Thursday. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> can you believe it? I, I can. We want yes. to thank everyone again because we are still getting multiple regis- yeah. registrations a day. It's looking like it's going to be a very robust uh, winter tea. We've had some small winter teas in the past. This might not be one of them. So yeah. ho- hopefully everyone who wants to come is um, is mindful of that and registering. Yeah. Because um, I don't think we're going to have to shut down registrations, but if we did, yeah. that would be sad. So. Yeah, and we are, of course, in our sessing for winter green tea. We always ask for winter green tea as opposed to just winter tea because that can mean that the weather's a little warmer, so a little nicer for being outside at times and that kind of thing. If so. we have the temperatures today, then... It, oh, it'll it'll will be spoiled rotten. It'll be amazing, yeah. as Knightley says. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, and we have green grass right now. I mean, it's January, but our yard, the grass is green because of the rain and, and the sun. Weird, and those weird, yeah. weird temperatures that yeah. sometimes climb up to 50 in the middle yeah. of January. Which has made it interesting with bugs, insects. Yes. So we've, we've had it interesting. We actually had our exterminator here, and he said, I think... That this may <laughs> this is not what you want to hear, but you may actually be the hub of the insects, like they all, <laughs> because they just they're like, oh, it's so nice here, and they've hung out all winter. 
they've, wow. they've we've become the po- point of origin yeah. maybe of of bugs in yeah, Oklahoma so, or something. So all those times when I was talking <coughs> about creation and then a bug ran across the floor while I was talking and I smashed the bug in front of the people I was talking to. This is this is my restitution is I get to be the hub of the bugs. Yeah. We're learning to respond and yes. not react when right. we see insects that we don't like. <laughs> And that that does take some transition. It does, yes. Of course, not all of our daughters are on that team. No, most of them are not. Well, um, so um, we see Papa moving actively right now. Mm -hmm. And um, and so there's many things occurring, and we're we're, uh, practicing what we talked about last week. So our palms are straight up in the air, Mm -hmm. our fingers are extended, and... We're giving Papa the wide-eyed look of, what are you doing? But you know he's good, and we love him, and it's amazing. And uh, so many things that are in motion right now, and we're so grateful for that um, with the remodeling of the corner and Mm -hmm. just, just lots and lots on the docket. And so yesterday I got to share some things with the Immersionauts that were pretty hot off the press and um, felt like Papa was speaking about seed. Mm-hmm. And um, so one of the things that he said that I wanted to share with everyone is he had me go back to our classic Psalm 133, mm. which we all know is a foundational Bible verse or actually chapter of, yeah. um, of Blue Flame because it was one of the first things that Papa said even before I quit my job was um, Psalm 133, and it was a foundation of everything he was calling us to, and this uh, short chapter tells us that when God's children come together in unity, God commands a blessing, and what Papa had me do was simply pull those three core words from the Hebrew and and that he had a story to tell us. And so the three words are unity, and then command, and then blessing. So I took unity, which in Hebrew is yachad, and yachad uh, is made up of yod, chet, and dalet. And um, taking the um, the meaning that he was highlighting, it was for us, in unity, we are opening ourselves, and this is from Yod, we're opening ourselves in preparation or to be ready to receive our destiny. And uh, so the first part of unity is is the choice of opening our hearts up. And now from here you can go a, a couple of different ways. One would be uh, so to receive this, the seed in our soil, but I think the the more appropriate uh, definition that Papa was highlighting is chet is eight, and eight is to uh, become pregnant or mm-hmm. to impregnate. And then uh, dalet, four, is a gate, we always say, but it's also a womb. And so opening ourselves to be ready to receive our destiny that we might become pregnant in our womb with our destiny, mm-hmm. or for our soil to receive the seed for the harvest of our calling, what we were created for. So unity is Papa's invitation for us to open ourselves up. 
So when we receive daily bread portions of his will, his way, there's a fruit that's produced. Well, how does that fruit get produced? Through unity, we are um, simply going to God and opening our hearts up to receive our daily bread of his will, his way. We're receiving that seed. But, but of course, the step one in this is unity, mm-hmm. which is going to God for our daily bread of his will, his way. And in so doing, we are opening our heart. So really, the only step in that, in unity, is opening our heart. Now this, So that's yachad. Now, our second word, unity that commands a blessing, our second word is command. And when we hear command, we're thinking of God, the master, commanding us to do these things. But the word that he gave us in this in Hebrew is uh, tesava. And tesava is made of a tesad, a vav, and a hay. And so when Papa transliterated this for us, tesad would be to submit or to yield so not only are we opening our hearts, but we are submitting to what God places in there. You know, sometimes God gives us seed and we don't like what it looks like or, or we're thinking, oh no, not mustard. You know, and it's like, you <laughs> right. know, give, give us something else, right? You know, and, and God's saying, no, if you will yield to me, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the seed that you need. Mm-hmm. And so the, the command is, tasad vav hey. So submission that secures fruitfulness which means that God knows what seed we need. He knows the timing. He knows the conditions of sun and rain and the condition of the soil. He knows the perfect seed to put in us. So if we open our heart uh, through yachad and then yield or submit to the seed he places in us through tasava, we're going to receive exactly what he has for us so that we know that fruitfulness will come. So now we've gone from opening ourselves to submitting so that we know fruit will come. And so you can see how these words, unity that commands, Mm -hmm. were meant to go together. There's a a spiritual uh, call, a a sowed into destiny of these Mm -hmm. two words, Mm -hmm. yachad and tasaba. And then finally... Our, our word for blessing, I think we all know, is bracha. And bracha is, uh, would be what we would say when, when we would do the blessings for uh, any of the blessings. And we were talking about this yesterday in um, the movie Fiddler on the Roof mm. uh, when, uh, when the guy gets his um, sewing machine. Somebody says, Rabbi? Is there a blessing for a sewing machine? Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, there's <laughs> a blessing for everything. And so he creates <laughs> right. a blessing. So yeah. those blessings are always the Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu Melech Haolam. So they always begin with the blessed are you, Lord mm. our God, creator of the universe. Because, because they're saying that God is one who is blessed. God is a blessing God. Mm-hmm. So the bracha, there's many brachas, and um, the bracha is bait. Resh, Kaf, and Hay. So um, now we have a transliteration that says there's a covenant. A covenant of the firstborn that brings us to actualize our potential for fruitfulness. And again, this, all three of these words relate to seed and fruit. Mm-hmm. And so we opened ourselves to, uh, to be ready to receive in Yahad. In Tasava, we yielded to the seed that he gives us 
so that whatever that seed is, it's his perfect will, his perfect way, daily bread. And now with bracha, we have a covenant. It's a covenant that because we opened ourselves, because we submitted ourselves, we're going to hit our maximum potential for fruitfulness. And this is that uh, that parable of the sower in Matthew 13 that says when the seed goes into good soil, it can bring a 100-fold yield of what was sown. Mm-hmm. And that's a covenant for us. And this is a core foundational uh, chapter in the Bible that God gave us at the founding of everything we've done, founding of of terraforming, founding of blue flame, uh, founding of, I think, this generation. So all of us have a covenant in this, and that is, is that we will maximize, actualize our potential for fruitfulness. And so our yield is going to be the greatest when we open ourselves up and yield or submit to the type of seed God puts inside of us. Mm-hmm. That was such a revelation in the foundation of what we said yeah. at the very beginning of all of these things. And so all of this comes from Psalm 133, the unity that God commands a blessing. Mm-hmm. It's seed that produces our greatest fruitfulness, our greatest harvest. Mm-hmm. And I love I love the word blessed, blessed, um, and just a, a root word of it is abundance, or abundant, and so just that proclamation and the blessing of abundant are you God, like you already have everything needed for this, and then because of that, we become abundant, and so love that. I know, isn't that awesome? Yeah. Our destiny, you know, it's it's all about opening ourselves up because we know we know that he is coming with our destiny. Yeah. Coming with what we were created to do. Irrevocable gift and call. What eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor yeah. mind conceived. And I think, you know, just in the, the times we're in, just that idea of of that blessing, the abundant God, not the rich God, you know, where everything is about having the most, but having what is needed in the moment it's needed, you know, when we are the blessed, you know, we're the abundant. And so whatever situation, whatever person, whatever he has for us that day, it's already full. It's already filled. The cup is already there. And that that is great wealth, you know, it's far better than being rich, you know. Absolutely. So, well, I, I am right with you and have kind of a continuation, I think, from last week as well. Um so on Sunday evening, there was a um, a spectacular sign in the sky. Uh, there was a, a really highlighted paragraph of our story um, through a blood moon that came. And uh, it was amazing because we were out looking at it and and I had this thought, why have I not heard from Trinity? Because <laughs> whenever there is a just a sign and wonder like this that's that's really adding an exclamation point to our story or just drawing our eyes and our heart to something he wants us to pay attention to trinity is right there and so i mean i had no i had just barely thought it when i get a text ma the blood moon and so we got to dialogue back and forth and and i so love when when 
we get to complete each other in that way. It's just lovely. So, um, so I come back into the text. So we, we got to dialogue, um, about it. And, and she always has perspectives on it or knows something that's part of it, or she's so good at knowing the location of things within something and that it just completes right where I was. And then I've got something for her, but so this was a blood moon. It was also called, um, well, I'll say that in a minute. So it was a blood moon. And it was located in a certain one of the tabernacles, which is called uh, the Sheepfold or the Encircled City. So in other places or forms, it's called Cancer. And I say that just, you know, as people are still learning to identify the true names, the ones God gave with what man gave. So I think it's important to know just that complete juxtaposition of what, uh, you know, man said something means and what God called it and he named it is so important. So it really is a an encircled city or a sheepfold. So it's this place of protection. And um, when it is highlighted in the sky, when it's when it is the tabernacle in the circuit where the sun dwells, um, is very significant because it comes before uh, the fall feast start. And so it's this, um, this recognition that there's a place of rest needed, there's a place of protection needed, there's a place of, of just restoration needed, rejuvenation, you know, that kind of thing. And so it's just... Um, this part of our story that he always provides that for us and whenever it's highlighted it's he's really saying know my voice know me know me be in a place that you can experience me fully um and so it's more than getting questions answered it is the fullness of who he is with the fullness of who we are and how he aches for that with us. He aches to be with us in that way. And um, so that's where this blood moon was positioned at the very back of the, the sheepfold or the encircled city. And so there's a star within that tabernacle. Um, and its name means holding or hiding place. So it is, it's like this place of refuge, this place uh, where we're just hidden in him. And so as Trinity and I were talking, we, we both had the same word, which was remain, which tied to our, you know, the new year's word about strength, strengthening the foundation, strengthening what remains. So what has always been, we're strengthening that so that there's just this foundation for everything else that is to come. So we're prepared to receive it. You know, we're not caught unawares. And uh, so that's highlighted. And um, this and the moon, it was beautiful. And uh, we did get to see it the because it was a, an eclipse as well. So we got to watch just it wane, <laughs> you know, to the fullness of that, that red color. Um, it was also a super moon, I think, so it was closer. You know, we it was nearer to us. So this is a message the Lord really wanted. Papa so wanted us to not miss it. So he 
when he combines all these, you know, different things, he's like, look up, you know, don't, don't miss, not just what I'm saying, because I think so often we focus on what he's saying, but what I'm doing on your behalf and what I'm asking you to enter into with me. So Trinity had um, gotten a scripture along with this, which was Luke 12, 32, um, which is, have no fear, little flock. Your father has resolved to give you the kingdom. And that just, it just spoke so much to me. Um, and I was just looking into some of the the phrasing of this scripture that just have no fear so it was like don't even be able to contain an ounce of fear and and then some of the root words it says hold no fear like don't hold on to fear what are you open for just what you were saying um as you were giving us the the word definition and just the different letters don't have place for fear. Like, don't be a container for that. It's around you. It's sewn into the atmosphere right now. But don't be a conduit. Don't be a container for that. Hold no fear, little flock. And I don't, you know, I'm not offended that he sees us so tenderly. Just this little flock that needs care. You know, he's not offended that we need care either. Um, for he has already resolved to give you the kingdom. And so just looking at that word resolve. He's already resolved. So he's already decreed. He's already decreed it. So he's already spoken it. And if he's spoken it. It is. It's now become a created thing. It's now. It exists now. Um, it's. He's enacted it. His intention is fixed upon it. He's already fixed the boundaries. Or marked the boundaries for this and separated. He has created it and he's separated what is so that we can find it, so we can discover it, so we won't miss it. Um, it's bound to him. It's completed. Um, it's settled. It's a settled, resolved as a settled matter. Um, it's an assignment of our true place. And it's also a conclusion of controversy. Um, and a um, just a a point where where he comes with authority, and so that just was really really stirred me. Just this concluding of controversy, uh, because as I was also looking at this, and and something Trinity and I were talking about was just there is this atmosphere sown right now, this temptation to come out of the protected place and go to war. And and I just really feel like he's saying it's not a time of war in that way, that our greatest, um, which in, we've talked many times about what war, that word really means. It means to be joined for a purpose. And and the purpose is to reestablish what is true, to restore supply lines, to um, to be able to, anything that's been taken, anything that was stolen, that that would be restored and um, returned. You know, there's a big return in it. And so there's this temptation to draw us from the place of rest where we are so with him, we can gain passage for anything. Like, 
that's the way we do it. Our unity with Him is how everything is restored, how all things are returned and things are brought back to unity. It's brought back to that place where blessing can be in fullness. And so, but there is this real tempting to come out of that protected place, that place He provides for us. And um, so, something interesting about this moon, it was like we said, a super moon, a blood moon, but it was also called a wolf moon. And when we first saw it, in fact, it looked furry. Like <laughs> before it had really gone all the way across, it looked furry. And it was like, dude, that, <laughs> that wasn't expecting that. And then once the color came in, it didn't look like that. But so you have this wolf at the back of the sheepfold because that's where the moon was in position with this tabernacle. And so what, what the Papa said to me about that is I want you to be aware of wolves in sheep's clothing, but I want you to be unaffected. And so um, he just said, I want your discernment I'm calling for your discernment to be for me to care for the sheep, not to fight the wolves. And so then I started kind of looking at um, different things that were just happening just in those days um, leading up to Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And there were numerous things that he drew me to, um, just some stories that were being reported and it was all about who is the wolf here? Who is really the wolf? So there'd be this one depiction of it. It's like, that's the wolf. And then, ha ha, that's not the wolf. This is the wolf. And there ended up being, you know, three or four wolves. And it was everything. And there were three or four stories like this. Who is the wolf? And I think Papa was saying, who are my sheep? Like, who are my sheep? And are we, are we being drawn to the sheep instead of to the wolves. Because if we step out of his provision and out of his protection, and this is kind of a strong way to say it, but we may end up wearing a wolf's outfit ourselves. We may enter into a fray of something that isn't created for us. He didn't portion that for us. And we become unrecognizable as who we really are. And part of that word resolved in Luke 1232 is to ascertain the presence, the quality, and the quantity of. And so there's something like, I really need you to know who you really are right now and to not enter into the fray of a fight that's not for you. I didn't assign that for you to win, you know, and not because you're not victorious, but you're victorious in this place and the victory is going to be greater than that little squabble that you feel like you've got to enter into and get your word into. There's a bigger picture. There's a very full world of his people um, and people that he's longing for. And that's where he wants our eyes right now is on the fullness of that. He's settled a matter for us. The kingdom has been given to us, but there's a lot of invitation we have of how to be kings and queens in it, and he doesn't want us to miss the authority that we have. You know, he's 
he's calling us to a place of authority. He's revealing the place he really has for us and what's been set apart for us because we're going to be walking in authority one way or another because of who we are and we don't want to give that authority that is a gift to a, a spot that it doesn't belong um, because we create a whole different kind of space then and affect it in a completely different way than we're created to. And so, you know, right before the blood moon happens, so we're not a big sports family, but we do love our football, but only our team. Like, so we're not, we're not a household that has football on all, all day, Saturday and Sunday and all that. We, we have our teams and, um, and so we're, you know, it's the playoffs now and None of our teams made it, so they made it to the playoffs, but not to this particular game, except the Saints. We just love the Saints, no matter what. So, um, so we were watching that game, and they they didn't uh, come out at, with the top number on the scoreboard. But when we get to this part, and this just may make no sense to most people, but I am very, I don't know, prophetically impacted by the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Just it's been this way probably since Super Bowl 43, I think, maybe even before that, maybe, maybe started around Super Bowl 40, but I just like, it's a signpost to me. And so I just always pay attention. So the Saints lost and we were sad uh, for them, but immediately Papa starts talking about the picture of the Rams and reminding me of a time just a few years ago when we really needed to know he was with us and he came with the sign of the ram and it was so meaningful to us and it really sustained us and we couldn't forget not just that he was with us but how he was with us and so this he said this particular thing then and he just he just returned it in just this really strong way that, that shook me even a little just with this return of it. So at the time and on Sunday with this game and take it however seriously you want, it's football, I get it, but you know, it's good. So the Rams, so on that day a few years ago and then now he said the Ram is not caught in the thicket. So he's talking about when um, Abraham is taking Isaac to sacrifice and he brought, you know, he brought a substitute. He brought a sacrifice in Isaac's place. So, um, Abraham did not have to slay his son. Um, and in that moment, the ram was caught in the thicket. It was in this place where Abraham could receive the offering. He could receive the substitution and what Papa had said was that even caught in the thicket, it's not a place of no power. That was one of the most powerful presentations there was that this offering was given in the place. And so there's times the ram comes like that, but then, and it's given. And then there's the time where the ram comes and it's crowned, like those horns actually are the crown and it's a different kind of power that 
he's coming in and it's this, um, it's just this, uh, this resurrected place. It is this power for resurrection for things that have, um, not been seen, not been known, not been lived, not been chosen to be resurrected, to have this fullness of power in our life again. So last night, uh, we had, there was a movie, it was an older movie, and we just had really wanted to share it with the girls. And so I didn't even catch it until I was writing it in my journal this morning. But the name of the movie was Return to Me. And so everything he was saying was about this return, this return to who he is, who we are. And allowing him, allowing him to be that in our life is where the greatest power comes from because there's, there's just love that fuels it. Because we're seeing why we're with him, not what we have to do for him, but why we're joined and all these things. And so the kind of the premise of the movie is that Someone dies and their heart is transplanted to another person. So this person has to be open for what is being given. And, you know, part of the movie is just like the value that she, the fear she has about the scar and then the beauty she finds in the scar of this transplant and how it reveals what she's open to. But there's this moment where the heart literally is resurrected you know, as it's put into her and she receives it, there's no rejection of it. And like everyone around her is aware that something has happened, but they don't know till later in the movie what has actually occurred. But it was just about this resurrection. And there's this line in the movie that I just was like, I mean, I just, I cried a lot through this movie. It just makes me cry. But, um, I just, I felt like Papa was saying it. And so, so this is a man that his wife has died and her heart has been given to someone. And he, he now knows the person who her heart was given to. And he says, I miss Elizabeth, who was his wife. I miss her. I'm always going to miss her. But I ache for the one that has the heart now. Like, and her name was Grace. I ache for Grace. And it just, I was like... (sighs) I just totally felt Papa saying it like I miss what I haven't had, what I had but is missing, you know, what was with me and is not, but I'm aching for grace, for that which allows many to come, allows so many to return, so many to be welcomed into this sheepfold. So that was just kind of my picture from some of the just current events that are happening the the events he causes not the ones man does we affect those but he so wants us purpose for what he's revealing to us so yeah yeah beautiful well yay well we love you we love you much yeah and we will we'll see some of you soon very soon i don't know who because i don't look but (laughs) still there but yeah, we will see you soon. And uh, when you're going on to listen to the podcast, make sure that you also uh, take some time and listen to the Blue Army Radio. It's just um, been so, I don't know, inspiring and drawing, um, drawing to 
to his heart and what's in it. And, uh, and there's new blog posts up and all that. So just check out what's there and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye, everyone.